You're listening to Words of Life, a message of hope from the Salvation Army. What's it like when there is sort of the literal or, or symbolic empty chair around the room? Someone uh, has passed. Uh, how, how do we deal with that? Yeah, that's a hard one. Um, yeah. For me, it was my sister. Um, my, my father died when I was very young, and then uh, there were, I grew up with, in, a, in a home with alcoholism, so there was never really you know, that, that Christmas tradition, that Christmas family mm. kind of thing. But my sister was my stability. Mm. And when I went to training, you know, my first year I came home and was with my sister. And then that second year she wasn't there. And, um, and she actually had committed suicide that mm. year. Oh my! And so uh, from that moment on, Christmas was never the same. Yeah. Um, and then I remember my, my first year as an officer, uh, you know, you're so excited to you know, help all these families and you know, raise all the money. And, and I can remember on Christmas Eve, you know, I lived on the building and uh, someone knocking on the door and a man with his children didn't have anything. And you know, me going and I mean, I was just so excited, you know, and getting toys and food and getting, you know, and I and I gave them the food and the kids were just all happy and, and everything was so great. And then I shut the door and realized I was by myself. And tomorrow was Christmas Day, and I was by myself. Yes. And uh, I had worked so hard to make Christmas so wonderful for all these people. Mm. And um, yeah. yeah, it was it was not it was probably one of my worst Christmases mm. ever, yeah. uh, which is so ironic because I had just worked so hard to make Christmas so wonderful right. for so many people. Yeah. Um, and I realize as I think of my single uh, officer friends or. There are others that, that go through the same thing. Yeah. For us, um, it's almost five years now. My children's father, he, who Keith, who was the love of my life, um, despite the end of our marriage, passed away suddenly on December 15th. We mm. went to sleep, got a call in the middle of the night, and he was gone. He was only 44. And so, um, five years. And so... My memories of that are just waking up to my children. Um, they heard me and having to deliver that news by myself. Mm. And I spent that whole night by myself, just trying to figure out what was gonna go on. And so the next morning I looked around me and, and the house was decorated for Christmas. It was December 15th, like we were 10 days out. Um, and I thought, well, that's it. Christmas is now forever changed. Mm. I, I don't, you know, it was very difficult. Um, it was difficult to Christmas shop. I went. I remember going to the mall one day, and you'll probably relate to this because we're very similar. I remember going to the mall because I hadn't done anything for the kids, and I had to shop. And I walked in one door, and I walked out the other because everyone was too happy. And my world had just shattered. And I was supposed to be happy. It's Christmas time. You know, we're supposed to, we're supposed to be celebrating the Savior, and we're planning a funeral. And I knew that my children's Christmas would always look a little bit different. It's taken me a while to be okay with that. It's taken me a while to, to not force the Christmas that I imagine um, and to just be gentle and invite the Christmas that is. Mm. And that has changed over the last five years. I learned that I carried in that first year the grief of my children versus my own. 
So like it was like a heavy coat. Yeah. So I was so worried about the children that year. So the next Christmas, it took me that feeling that I talked about started and I didn't know where it came from. And I thought, oh, what is this? Um, and really what it was, was my own grief resurfacing and being re-traumatized by that. And so Christmas looks different for us. Um, there's no easy way to put it. We have, um, we have learned to um, appreciate our family and the time we have. We can laugh about Keith. Um, he was a hoot. And so we're able to remember him and all the mess that he was. But it's, it's, it's tender. And, and I have sure. to be gentle with myself When my grandfather died, we saw a shift in our family. Yeah. And so not yeah. in a bad way, but you could kind of see that you we we really saw, and this was like, what, four or five years ago, like we saw that there's people who were moved away, like who either like distanced themselves for the, from our family or who just was kind of letting live their own lives. And there's another part of me where, uh, you know, working for the Salvation Army and knowing the Savage Army and the mission, and I understand the the push and the pull, but I, some people are working from a place where it's unhealthy and emotionally draining. Yeah. And so- Or it's just covering up what they've- Yeah. It's, it's like all this busyness because it just distracts from- Right. The, yeah. What they're feeling right. regarding Christmas or, yeah, that this time of the year, this season. We had, um, we, so my brother, or my, not my brother, my dad is one of four brothers, um, and we always, like, my, my my sister and I always talk about, it is, like, they're all kind of, like, our dad. Like, they all play this really important father figure role in our lives. And um, a few years back, my, so my uncle, and he is, so the second oldest, and um, he lives in California, but we're super, super close. Always went there for a vacation. And he came, um, he'd been dealing with cancer, um, esophageal cancer. He came and... I remember it was the first time I'd seen him. My sister got to go to California a lot more. The first time I saw him um, since things had gotten really bad and him and my aunt came and they spent Christmas with us and um, and he was super sick. I mean, like he had he had to drink like his drip drop, his medicine. Mm. Um, and so like I remember walking this like season with him and um, and so like I'm not going to lie, like now Christmas is hard because he passed away. Um, that year following um, that Christmas. And so for us, it is a little bit difficult in our house because, like, we don't get, like, we lost, like, part of my dad in that sense. And, like, when all the brothers get together, it's this, like, it always starts out with laughter and all their childhood stories, but, like, it always comes down to, like, okay, like, Denny's not here, you know, and and part of us is missing. Like, part of dad um, is missing. And for us, like, we were so fortunate to get, that last Christmas with him mm-hmm. and in our home. Right. But like then to celebrate Christmas in our home and like kind of have to deal with like um, like the memories of like, okay, he was here and that was a season and we were really blessed. But now we have to celebrate um, like in this with this loss. So I think like that I relate with that, like that melancholy that kind of comes along with all the celebration and the excitement and this, gosh, we're ushering in this like, this birth, the birth of Christ, but at the same time, you know, you can't help but, like, face some of those, like, feelings and the sadness that can come with a loss at a time like that. So Christmas for me, I hate the business aspect of Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) So if I I hate anything about Christmas, it's not necessarily 
anything related to Jesus. It's just the over marketing for money purposes. Mm. Uh, you know, let's let's get as many sales mm. out there. It's just it, I feel like it just takes away from the message of Christ overall. But um, kind of like Caleb, um, I lost both of my grandmas on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Ooh, uh, so it's like a bittersweet thing, bitter because, you know, you lose somebody. It's just like, it's always hard, but uh, sweet because they both knew Jesus and loved mm-hmm. Jesus so much, you know? So, so for me, Christmas is, I always like to keep the perspective of Jesus, you yeah. know? Like, I don't like to dilute it with extravagant gifts and mm-hmm. like things that don't matter, you know? So for me, it's more of a relational thing. I want to be with people that I'm close to, mm-hmm. people that yeah. I find to be my family. <laughs> it can be it can be rough, but at the same time, keeping perspective, keep a perspective. within that. Yeah. Exactly. You mm-hmm. know, you kind of you 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 stick through it, you know. Christmas is one of the times, there's several times, but one of the times when in my thinking anyway, when culture yeah. and scripture are at odds. There's there's a, a tension because culture would tell us that Christmas should be a Hallmark movie, right? You know, with the snow comes at just the right yep, time, right. and the person says just the right thing, uh, and it should be a happy time. Well, of course, we all want happiness at Christmas, but what Christ says, what what Scripture tells us, is Christmas represents hope. Yeah. There's a difference between hope and happiness, and Christmas comes with the promise of hope. There is good news of a Savior who's been born, Christ the Lord. So that hope is what you can hang on to because we all understand that the happiness that we all want, but that's fleeting. That's like catching lightning in a bottle. Who does that? Thanks for listening. To hear this week's full episode of Wonderful Words of Life, subscribe to the show on iTunes or visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org.